mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 284 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are, um, uh, we are watching, I yeah. can't find my notes. Fine. We are watching SG Atlantis season four. Yes. Episode nine. Yes. Miller's Crossing. Uh-huh. AKA not the Crowlin's Brothers movie. Um, that's all I have. My AKA is just siblings siblings is a good aka just siblings okay i will take the pop filter we're doing this live i'm not even editing this out it's fine i I pop my peas a lot do it guys it's fine we know how to set up for a record we've only done this a a lot of 284 times it's a plus Plus, if we count the the freaking other guys i know but i you know i didn't fully set myself up but to save your ears from all my popping peas (laughs) we're gonna add this little filter guy so i'll just uh, while you're doing that i'll start talking so there's there's a number of things i was watching over this week i've started um two new books i'll still get back to you on that first one that i said the review on this week but just hold up yes yes because I started reading the autobiography of Catherine Janeway. Nice. Which, it's an autobiography of Catherine Janeway. I'm a fan. I'm, it's great. It's a very quick read. Uh, you know, Captain Catherine Janeway is a fantastic writer. I, I bet she is. <laughs> um, but I wanted to give a bigger shout out to something that came out on Friday, the night. The 19th of November. Uh, it is on Netflix. <clears throat> it is uh, the movie Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, you've been talking about this a lot. I have been waiting so long to not only, not specifically, yes, I've been waiting so long to see this adaptation, this movie, but I have been waiting so long just to be able to see it staged. Um, it is like... It so for those of you who don't know the story, I'm just so excited. I don't know where to start. Okay. Um. So for those of you who know nothing about Tick Tick Boom, you have to go back to a different musical that pretty much everyone knows of, Rent. Okay. Um. And if you don't know the story, the um, creator of Rent, Jonathan Larson, tragically died in his apartment the night before the first preview. Oh wow! Of Rent. Wow. And so there are a musical that he wrote beforehand that he wrote, you know, sort of around turning 30 and sort of that struggle of being the artist and feeling like that clock is ticking against you and you haven't been able to make that break yet of like, are you going to continue with your passion or are you going to get a job that pays sure um and it's called tick tick boom and it's it was originally sort of just a monologue piece and in 2001 about four years after he passed because rent came out in 1986 Mm -hmm. um it was sort of put together as like it's still a fairly rough informal three-person okay type staging um rent is there for whatever whether you enjoy it or don't, um, I've had a, a long sort of roller coaster of 
loving rent, but like understanding it and et cetera, et cetera. But like rent is what got me into musical theater. Okay. Um, I have been a theater person my whole life. Um, obviously, like I knew a bunch of sort of musical films. Mm-hmm. Like I knew a Phantom of the Opera, but like it wasn't my thing. Yeah, everyone has their their gateway drug, if you will. Yeah, like Phantom of the Opera is not amusing me at nine years old. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. and it when I was twelve, I got um the original Broadway recording soundtrack of Rent. Yeah. I then memorized it probably within a month or two. Yeah. And that, for a 12-year-old living in the suburbs in the Midwest, was a giant education. It's very, yeah. It's very punk rock of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so in 2001 is when the soundtrack, uh, a sort of more formal recording of Tick, Tick, Boom came out. Okay. And um, while I was not anywhere near my 30th birthday at the time... um, the other first song is called um, 3090, about turning 30 in 1990. Okay. But I've gone back to that show, and it's one of those shows where, you know, I first heard of it when I was 16, 17, and like I sort of went into a lull, and I came back around and, like, rediscovered it when I was around turning 30. Okay. And while I'm not... I'm not a creator in quite the same way that Jonathan Larson was dealing with it. I don't think you it. have to qualify what That's you what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, it resonates. And it, I think, I, I don't think you have to qualify it for anybody or try yeah. to diminish what you do. I exactly. get what you're getting at. Yeah. But I can see how, for all of us turning 30, who got, all of us have gotten to there. Yeah. Um, there's a reason they call it a quarter life crisis. You mm-hmm. hit 25 and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Um, it's a thing. It's a real thing. And so this movie version of it starring Andrew Garfield, who mm-hmm. is fucking amazing as Jonathan Larson, by the way, right um, is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, of course. Who played Jonathan in, a, in Tick, Tick, Boom in 2014. Oh, cool. Who is the same way of, you know, he... Upon him seeing Rent, he realized that he can write these musicals. Yeah. And it was like Rent was a huge kickstart in his own career. He's mentioned it a ton of times. Like this entire film is a fucking love letter to Jonathan Larson and to every creator. And it's stunning. Right on. Um, There a special shout out to the song Sunday. Uh, 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 watching it, any theater fan is going to love it. It's just filled with cameos. Okay. Um, Bradley Whitford plays Stephen Sondheim. Well, that's fun. Uh, it's it's fantastic. And okay. the, the final song in the show is one of my favorites, like, in a show. Okay, cool. It's It's so good. So I cannot recommend it enough. I it's it's very musical. Um, yeah. But the way that uh, the way that Lin Manuel like framed it yeah. to pull off as a movie is beautiful. I'm curious in that in itself. Like, there's yeah. a lot of things just uh, production wise that I'm curious about. Production so wise, they they do a beautiful job. Okay, cool. Um, they, they there's a framing convention in it that is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's so good. The cast is amazing. Of course. 
It's well, you said good. it was Andrew Garfield and who else? It's Andrew and Garfield. Whitford. I mean, you, those Bradley are pretty Whitford great right is there. a small one. Like, hold up, let me pull up the main cast because oh, okay. the cast is really, really good. Um, and I just I I blanking because I didn't write down more. That's okay. Um, um, yeah, I'm here. I think I could, I think I could probably get into this. You know, we got a couple of holidays coming up. Maybe yeah, sometime. I would love to TV. watch this with you. Um, Robin DeJesus is also in it. Vanessa Hudgens is in it. Joshua Henry, um, NJ Rodriguez is in it. Okay. Who is so good. Um, Bradley Whitford, you have a whole bunch of these other smaller names as cameos. It is just, it's so good. Right on. Cool. Yeah. And I didn't, I don't know Alexandra Shipp who plays Susan, but she was extremely good in it. Right on. But yeah. Uh, just, tick, tick, boom. Tick, tick, boom. And it's boom. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It I'll just came out on out. the 19th. Uh, and I love Garfield anything really that good. celebrates art. So, and it's really, it sounds like this is doing. It does. And, and they, I love it because they don't, like, they don't make Jonathan Larson or any artist who is in that moment and in that headspace. They don't like, like. They show his flaws. They show the flaws of a creator who is in that mindscape. Yeah, I mean, and I think there's something nice uh, in in the approach of really everything coming out lately is we're all just human. Yeah, exactly. We're just people. We're people. Some of us are have some crappy things there, but there's some good things with the crappy things, and we exactly. like to adjust for those things. Yeah. So, um, guys, tick tick boom. I, you know me. I got emotional. Sure. I uh, shed a few tears. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you can get those emotions to happen, I'm very proud. And part of it was just seeing this musical that I've been listening to since 2001, like being able to see it. I'm here for it. Uh, yes. Like represented visually. Good times. Because I'm a visual person. Um, I don't have a ton to share. I'm trying to think <coughs> of what I've been doing. Um, I've been working my butt off, guys, is what I've been doing. Uh, I did, oh, I did start the uh, the new Dexter reboot. It's okay. not a reboot, but it's like a continu- continuation. It's a continuation. Um, it really hit the spot. Did it? It really hit the So uh, I'm imagining you did not watch the original. I was going to say, I've never seen Dexter. So if you've watched the original, the last... I want to say the last season, but I feel like it might have been the last two. Started to really degrade. Gotcha. And the final episode was rough for me. Gotcha. I know, and I know I'm not alone in that thought. There was a lot of people who were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the this new continuation. I think it's called um, Dexter, like New Blood or Cold. Blood. I don't remember what it's blood called. Splatter. Something about blood. Blood, blood. Sorry that I'm not better at that part. Dexter, bloody blood. It just really just fucking hits the spot. It just, uh, I don't, it's like picking a scab nice. or like, it just, you're just like, yes, there's something really visceral that kind of sits in. So mind you, I've only gotten into, I've only finished the first episode. Yeah. But it's already hitting that spot, which makes me really happy. It's like I've only seen two episodes of the new live action Cowboy Bebop. And okay. uh, I give no shit about any haters. Uh, it makes me happy <laughs> yeah. already. And I haven't even gotten to Ein yet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's called Dexter New Blood. Uh, it is Showtime, I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't know we had a Showtime subscription. 
But apparently we did and we canceled it, which is why I thought we didn't have it. Oh, okay. But we're in the 30-day window, so here I go. There you go. I'm about to rush through. Here I go again. Uh, speaking of things that I know you watched before the new season, you super need to watch the uh, Leverage season. Because both will halves get of it, it are out. I will get to it. Um, there's a lot of things on my plate right now and a lot less TV time than I yeah. once had. Um, this is quality holiday viewing. Okay, got it. If nothing else, we have to watch. Uh, there's an episode that has a, I don't want to name names, but a very special guest star who okay. we are both extremely fond of. Got it. That I had no clue was going to be there. And I cheered. Got it. Yeah. Maybe it'll be, yeah, holiday viewing is what we'll call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I get into the Hallmark movies. I'll oh, get yeah. into some leverage. But I do, I've, uh, I'll have i share this with everybody because I feel like it's a win for everybody. Yeah. We know that um, a husband partnered, blah, blah, all his name's yeah. Jesse, is pretty rigid in the things that he likes mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. Um, but we we are, are working on... On him learning Spanish. Oh! So he's like, I just don't know where to start. And I told him, do what my dad did. Watch it in Spanish. Watch things in Spanish. Yeah. English subtitles, Spanish language. So we're going to start... I'm so excited with all of the Guillermo del Toro. Like, oh, nice. Awesomeness. Yeah. So we're going to start all the way back with uh, with Cronos. Uh, okay. Um, and... Then we're going to do Pan's Labyrinth again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to hit into some other stuff. I told him I'd love to walk him through some Pedro Almodovar. Yeah. But he, I, I equate him to like Aaron Sorkin. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> I might fast. be a little too fast. And <laughs> yeah. it's it's like the Spain Spanish, which is a little fast already. Yeah. Uh, but God damn it, Penelope Cruz is perfect. So this may be slightly backwards because it's not something that was originally in Spanish. Okay. But because I know him uh-huh. and it might help. To me, it would help if it's something I know, but then is in Spanish. Uh-huh. Um, see if you can find Spanish translations of Star Trek Voyager. That would be interesting. That's a good idea. Because it's like, that. to me, that would be easier where I'm not trying to, like, hear it and read the captions. Where yeah. It's like something I essentially know what they're talking about. Yeah. And so I can more just listen and not rely on That's captions. That's an idea. Um, I actually like that idea. I wonder if I can find it. I don't know. But uh, but I would be really interested to see, like, a dubbed version. Yeah, like a dubbed version of Star Trek Voyager, <laughs> because then you don't have to worry about subtitles. He has to just, he knows the episode. He knows the plot, so he knows sort of what's happening. So he happening. has to pick up more on the audio. I love it. Right now, I'm just excited to watch some Gearball Del Toro. Oh, well, yeah. Not that he doesn't love it, but we're already, oh, yeah. we're, we're here. 100%. Um, Look forward to a Ghostbusters review. That we're watching that tomorrow. That's coming. Um, we did get the Brother Matt review of that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I don't think that was the exact quote, but that's basically it the was, exact quote. Holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, but we'll have more for you. And then I think that's all I got. November 30th, <laughs> 2007. Written by Martin Gera, directed by Andy Makita. And yes, David Hewlett is back. Yay. Uh, so is Peter Fleming as Agent Barrett. The new face on the screen is Stephen Culp as Henry Wallace. And um, I will be honest because um, my getting new tires on my car appointment took way longer than I anticipated. I was not able to look up other shit that he's been in. Who, uh, um, Barrett? Oh, no. no, Henry Wallace. Yeah. Stephen I will Culp. look him up now. 
Um, Do it. I know he's been in shit that we've seen, but like, <laughs> oh, I remember. Um, <laughs> so in Atlantis, in some lab filled with scientists, McKay is just standing there staring at a whiteboard full of maths, <laughs> just stuck. And I feel like everyone in the room is just stuck being in that room for as long as McKay is in that room. Yeah. That's pretty much what that is. not allowed to leave. You know what's really cool about looking at the math on the whiteboard is I'm like, I actually know some of those equations. Yeah. I I can read. It's like... It's like when you see a language enough to know what language it is. Yes. Like, I don't speak that language, but I can tell that that's French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of those feelings, which is really kind of cool. No one is making any progress. McKay certainly does not want to bring Todd in. Oh, he was in the Oroville, which may be one of the things you know him from. I love Oroville so uh, much. I'm going to keep going. I really want to rewatch all the Oh, he's in Orville. How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. That may be where I know him from. He's done a lot of single episodes. Of I things. haven't seen How to Get Away with Murder. I saw the oh, he's scandal. in Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh, is he? Like I said, I'm, I'm like his face has been seen a lot. Oh, he is in four episodes of Grey's Anatomy. That's where I know him from. <laughs> Most likely, he could be in a single episode of Grey's Anatomy, and that's where I'd be you like, know him. I know him that from. face. Yeah, he's been in everything and yeah. its mother. Well, that's dirty. That's, I didn't mean that, <laughs> but we're here now. Yep, and you kind of meant it, probably mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but McKay actually just wants someone to bring him coffee. Okay. Zelenka yeah. points out that you have been staring at this board for three hours. Yeah. We've been working on this problem for 10 hours. There's been no progress. So, like, everyone's just been here stuck for three hours. Yeah. And Roddick just really wants McKay to email her already. Yeah. Just please, please. And at the mere mention of that, like, all of a sudden everyone's like, ooh. You did it. You did it. <laughs> Um, it's like he just said the most offensive thing ever. But the last time they were stuck, she was able to help. Yeah. McKay wants nothing to do with this, but Roddick is losing his will to live. (laughs) I love it because Roddick is usually, he's always very expressive, but he's, he's, he's not like... He's dramatic, but he doesn't always exaggerate like this. And yeah. for him to be this snarky <laughs> out loud. Yes. Yeah, here's what it is. His snark is a little more... Subdued. Yeah, it's like you got to be paying attention to catch it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he's just like, I'm full out. Just, I'm done. Just, I'm done. Yeah. Um, And eventually McKay does admit that maybe there's some other more important things that he could be working on. Uh-huh. He's like, however you want to fucking sell it to yourself. Fine, just please, just please, please. Yeah. And yes, of course, the her they are referring to is none other than Jeannie Miller, McKay's Yay. sister. She's at her house back on Earth, uh-huh. um, baking one large, massive cookie mountain. They're making a Gideon's cookie. They are making now, a giant Gideon's cookie. if you Gideon's don't know cookies. what a Gideon's cookie is, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Because you can only get them in Central Florida. Yep. And they don't ship. But look up a Gideon's cookie because, one, they're magical. Yes. Taste-wise. And two... They're magical in yeah. the magic dark arts form. They're amazing. Yeah. And their website's cool and all of their prints and art is they're, cool. And uh, they ship that stuff. Yeah. And it's very, very cool. They're tasty. Big fans. Um, when her laptop dings, she takes yeah. a few minutes um, to try and help her brother out of the problem. You mm-hmm. know, the genius minds over Atlantis are stuck and she's going to solve it while baking. Oh, uh, yeah. No bigs. I love that juxtaposition. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Also, 
Uh, shout out to lefties. Oh, yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know a couple lefties, you know, I'll... Uh, <laughs> half the family. So, although they're... Uh, Things take a bit of a turn. Bunch of witches. Overnight, yeah, well, <laughs> the ironic part is and I'm looks, the witch. Yeah. And I'm right-handed. Well, um, you gotta hide it. I do. My left hand is on my body to be symmetrical. So <laughs> her her husband, Caleb, is awakened by something in the middle of the night. They're assuming it's just Madison sneaking down for a late-night cookie. Yeah. But it's actually, like, full-out special forces riot gear, laser sights, breaking down the door, holding them all at gunpoint. Yeah, if there was ever a good reason for getting a home alert system, like fucking here it is. sheer terror. Jeez, jeez, Louise. Yeah. yeah. And credits. Mm-hmm. So, we... Don't even see them telling McKay. It was just great cut to McKay, John, and Ronan coming through the Stargate at the SGC. Agent Barrett of the NID meets them. Sorry, it's not under better circumstances. And McKay's like, no pleasantries, no preliminaries. Have the kidnappers contacted anyone? It's such an interesting approach for the writer's sake to... It's like Ronan's first time on Earth, and it's such an unceremonious way to do it, it's isn't it? It's not. Okay. Remember, he escorted Carson's body back. So it's the that's first true. time we've seen him on Earth. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's just these ideas that anytime he does make it to Earth, they're not these epic, no. like, welcome to Earth, and mm-hmm. here are the things. And Because if you remember, I think Taylor got the opportunity to have one of those, like, Moments. I think maybe it was just in John's head. It was that yeah. dream version of it. It was in John's head, yeah. But like we get, we got to see like Teal be a fish out of water. We got to see Taylor be a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And Rona's just like, get in here, do things. And I'm. It makes me wonder, sort of like, has John taken him back to Earth earlier? Snuck him over. Snuck him over. Or he, or is just Ronan just that cool? I mean, Ronan but is... he's like, I don't care. I mean, he's played by fucking Jason Momoa. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, but no, the contact the kidnappers have not contacted anyone. And thanks to the Daedalus being in orbit, it's a very quick trip up to Vancouver. And the NID is working with CSIS, mm-hmm. uh, Canadian... Canadian Security Intelligence Services. Okay. Um, and if you weren't aware, that is an actual organization. This is not an NID situation. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, and according to our favorite fountain of pure fact and knowledge, Wikipedia. Yes. Um, I did not Donate do a monies. ton of lo- like look into it, but I read one of the first paragraphs that it was formed in 1984 after its predecessor, a department within the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, was super corrupt and involved with a whole bunch of illegal stuff. So they're like, oh, let's make a different organization. <laughs> it made me happy. Yeah. On like, I don't know. I don't know why it made me happy, but it it did. Because reasons. Reasons. We're here now. Um, also, Ronan might have to change his clothes. Here's my... Uh, here's my argument on behalf of Ronan. I have an argument on behalf of Ronan, too, okay, so go, go ahead. For, okay. Um, uh, my argument on behalf of Ronan is that Jace Momo would legitimately wear that any day, anywhere. Yeah. So, actually, I don't know if he's going to be drawing that much attention. Um, mine is two words, maybe three. Yeah. Dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would assume. Bunch of cops, a bunch of people in suits, and then one fucking eccentric ass guy. I was like, 
got it. That's the bounty hunter. That's the bounty hunter. Yeah. The Makes end. sense. The end. His backpack's got jets. Not really. Wrong kind of bounty hunter. But still. <laughs> Same idea. That's, Same idea. That's exactly what I think. I mean, I just watched the video that Jace Momoa posted of him getting, like, his fancy tailored, like, um, Seville Row yeah. suits for, like, the Dune and James Bond premiere. Yeah. I'm like, like, legitimately. Yeah, I'm not mad at him in that jacket. No. Oh, no. But, talking the Bounty Hunter... Ronan the badasser. I could see someone walking down in that outfit and I would be like, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not that person's interesting is yeah. all is really what I would think. 100%. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, also speaking of clothes, mm-hmm. um, McKay's like snap up cardigan hoodie, hoodie in this episode. Yeah. I want. Yeah. The idea of a snap up hoodie. <laughs> I want. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and as Ronan points out, as we cut to the next scene, as all the cars are pulling up to the Miller's house, Ronan wearing, he's wearing like brand new outfit of jeans, the white button up and the black sports coat. Ronan's going to stick out regardless of whatever the fuck you put him in. Yeah. I mean, the dreads alone are pretty interesting. Also just him. Yeah. He's just a presence. He's just a presence. There's no denying. This is like me trying to blend in somewhere. Yeah. That's not happening. That okay. wasn't going to happen before I started dyeing my hair pink. No. Yeah. The <laughs> six foot tall lady is going to stick out. Who's just a weird floppy Muppet creature? Yeah. <laughs> John realizes that's a fair point. Also, uh, random close up of a random dude making a phone call on a quality 2007 clamshell phone. Gotta love him. Uh, inside, Caleb is there with Madison, doing what he can to keep his daughter's spirits up, distracted in the situation. In the reunion, Uncle Mayor and, you know, niece Madison goes about as warm as you'd expect it to. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Do you have things for me? No? Okay, bye. I'm pretty sure that's me meeting children, too. Well, I feel like it's most children meeting adults, too. It's like, True. hi, I, person I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm... There's this great thing that did children you, have. Did you bring your mom with... My mom with you? Yeah, there's this great thing that children have where there's no, like, niceness filter. There's no filter. That doesn't have to be... Unless it's put in by yeah. adults. Where she's not rude or gross or crass. She's no. just like... I don't know you. Like, why do I have to pretend that this yeah. is a thing? All I care about right now is where's mom? Where the hell is my mom? Do you have any cookies? No? Bye. So Caleb has a sidebar with McKay in the kitchen. And honestly, it looks like John goes over to keep Madison entertained, which is pretty impressive. He's probably good with kids because he's sort of a child himself. Yeah, he, I can imagine he also, he we may not know it, but I can imagine him having, you know, nieces and nephews too. John, I think John is, I think John is a kid person. Yeah. In, in the because he does a lot of things like the type of ripping he likes to do yeah, or the yeah, yeah. like the type of goofy thoughts he likes to yeah. have are very kid friendly or kid like. It reminds me a lot with all love to bartender Nick, mm-hmm. where it's like they get along great with kids. Yeah, well, just they, they are them. exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll be over here, away from them. <laughs> um, Caleb does not mince words when they get into the kitchen, like. Who the fuck did this? She yeah. didn't want to go to Atlantis with you. I'm the one that convinced her. The two of you are always fucking competitive. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> he keeps cutting McKay off and is just Give flat out. Give me back my wife. This is your fault, Rodney. Yeah. Fuck. And which he's like, oh, hold up. Can we talk about this? He's like, 
So you're saying that mass men breaking into the house, kidnapping her for her secret apple dumpling recipe? Yeah. Let's not pretend we don't know why this is happening. And he just demands McKay bring her home and he says he will. And really, this is not you are you're not having a conversation in this moment. You are listening to a husband vent. This isn't a, yeah, this isn't a time for an argument or facts or this is a moment for people to release feelings. Exactly. Yeah. This is a an emotional um kettle mm-hmm. top whistle. Let it let it let it sing. Vent thing. Yeah. Tip it over and pour it out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making kettle metaphors now. Kettle force. Kettle force one. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it, it is Sounded now. good. Yeah. So back in the living room, Caleb just takes Madison somewhere not here. And let's, the brains yep. get to work. Yeah. Let's go away from here. You want more cookies? Let's just keep shoving sugar just in you. cookies. Sugar is great right now. Best thing you can do for a child. As long as they're not your That's own. what they say, right? Just yeah. keep shoving sugar in Just them. shove sugar in them and then give them back to their parents. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, that's how you deal with kids. Do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so McKay knows that, you know, him and Jeannie were emailing each other. And he even now he can't admit it's because he needed his sister's help on yeah, his homework. Just say it. It's fine. Yeah. But before Todd showed up, McKay was working on the Nanite program, moving way beyond what he used with Weir, way more complex. But that got sidelined by the whole replicators killing all the humans in the galaxy yeah. problem. And McKay had sent Jeannie the problem with mm-hmm. the Nanites. And look, it could be the trust. It could be anyone who wanted info on that program, because let's face it, McKay's emails and Jeannie getting kidnapped. Wait, like, that's not coincidence at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Barrett's smart. He's worked with the Stargate, the SGC and the Stargate folks enough to know that McKay would want to be the first person on her computer. Yeah. Basically, he's the guy who's like, don't touch anything. Nobody touch anything. Nope. Stop touching things. Yeah. And McKay really encourages John and Ronan to head back to the hotel because this could take 10 to 12 hours. And also the plot needs you to not be with McKay right now. Uh, yeah. This is part one of don't split the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In two parts. Yeah. Yeah. Just go turn the TV on and watch a football game somewhere else in mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. Don't split the party. Yeah. Literally, John's fine playing with the kid. Yeah. Running. Go right to the kitchen. Yeah. I'm sure Jeannie's got some great food in there. Yes, it's vegetarian, but you'll be fine. Listen, Rona's not going to complain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go learn what video games are. Exactly. Go, you know what I mean? <laughs> go learn about Jerry Springer. Just not stay in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So when we cut to uh, Jeannie. We, also, did you know Jerry Springer is still on the TV? It makes me sad. Yeah. Anyway. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, we see her being led to a computer lab with yeah. a bag over her head, hands zip tied together, and in her PJs, still scared and confused. I mean, yeah. And she tries to go towards the door uh, when a guy just surprises her by being in the room and then snaps open a pocket knife and walks towards her. And yeah. seriously, dude, I don't know if you're trying to be intimidating or just one of those guys that doesn't realize that you can't do that to a woman. He's just a piece of shit in general. This yeah. guy's just not. This guy isn't. Ex- this is a person who does not expend energy worrying about. What others... Anything other than himself. Yeah. Yeah. You have a strong conscience of the guy who's never been told no, Mm -hmm. you know, about things. Yeah. Doesn't understand why sometimes things are difficult for people. Yes. Because he did it and it was super easy. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, he ends up cutting her her bindings off mm-hmm. and introduces himself as Henry Wallace. And he seems like apologetic, but he really needs Jeannie to do some work for him. Yeah. Again, because a person who was better at peopling yeah. might have approached this differently. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And at the same motel in every episode of Supernatural. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, there yeah, is. If you ever see this motel in real life, run. Yeah, there is normally in Supernatural, there's like that decorative see-through half-wall situation. Yeah. But, um, and I can't remember if it's here or later, because I'll be honest, because of, again, as I mentioned, having to get new tires on the vehicle, I lost some of my rewatch time. So I was just going on transcript. And there is a moment, I think it's here, where... Ronan is watching like Battlestar Galactica yeah. on the TV. Yeah. And they have a comment about it. I do wish that listen, I'm sure that the budgets are small for yeah. these kind of things, but you can't get him like a Ramada or like a you know what I mean? Like a yeah. just like a, a holiday in express. See, give me some of the again with the cookies. Yeah. Fresh made cookies. Yeah. Somewhere where he could get up early and get some scrambled eggs. But I mean, motels. Yeah. Even the Motel 6 might be a little nicer than this, like... I am as... Like, can we get him a hotel someone didn't die in? Can I Can I tell you what I really, really wanted? Uh-huh. So there is an infamous moment, and it became a sort of a joke in X-Files, because they also always stayed in the same sure. motels, where... Um, where Mulder finds the magic fingers bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I really wanted, like... And yeah, at least give him some magic fingers. I just wanted that moment of, like, Ronan laying on a bed with the magic fingers. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like thoroughly enjoying himself, but with the most serious yeah. face in the world. Yeah. To where his just face is just jiggling. Uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah. can see it now. That's what I wanted. Um. <clears throat> anyways... John, or sorry, McKay calls John Mm -hmm. um, from the car on the road. He's with Barrett. And even he underestimated how smart he was sometimes. And he was able to figure out very quickly that someone was monitoring her computer Mm -hmm. and has the address and no time to wait. Just meet us there. No. (laughs) No. No, 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 no. Okay. I feel like our D&D party would do shit like this. Our D&D party did do this yeah. last week. Uh-huh. In fact, we're about to deal with the ramifications of it yeah. after we record this podcast. Only a couple people almost died. Well, one person did died. Well, yes. Yes, it was an automaton. Yes, he can be built, but he died. Yeah. Donnie doesn't understand. Nope. That that he's in that it's well, not. I mean, Donnie's seen my little Fred Corgi. Yeah, die but first. in her heart. Yeah, I know. A dog died. Yeah. Their dog died. Yeah. Our, our dog friend died. I'm going to rebuild him tomorrow morning. But, yeah. But. But she's going to be a little bit upset until then. Yeah. Oh, Sam will be Here's too. Here's a little preview into tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Donnie upset is very not Grace upset. Yeah. Donnie upset is angry yeah. at the world. Yeah. And everybody will suffer for Sam it. Sam only panicked until she got the little stone heart back. And then yeah. she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'll rebuild him. I'm just going to make him cooler this time. Yeah, we will rebuild. Uh, so once at the creepy warehouse where everything bad always happens in, they do not wait for John and Ronan. McKay goes to kick the door in and Barrett's like, it's unlocked. <laughs> Can I just kick it in anyway? Because it's a lot of fun to kick the door in. McKay ventures in first with just a small flashlight. Barrett yeah. pulls out his sidearm, which, mm-hmm. and I like McKay's like, do you have another of those? He goes, I have a shotgun in the car. Let me go grab yeah. that. 
proceed to get his ass kicked by Men in Black. Yay. Why? Why? Why do you split the party even further? And they very quickly take him out and take McKay. Yep. And John and Ronan arrive sometime shortly later upon seeing Barrett on the ground. Ronan doesn't even wait for the vehicle to come to a full and complete stop before he's half out the door. Ronan's just looking for, like, can I reach now? Yeah. Can I Can I reach now? he doesn't now? get his blaster. He has, you know, an earth gun. Yeah. He's earthing it up this time. I also love that he's, like, so he rolled up his sleeves. He's wearing a watch. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, if he's going to go with the to outfit. To try to blend in. The whole, you got to do the whole outfit. It's like the full Men in Black watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and John runs out to check on Barrett. And, yes, they did take McKay. Mm-hmm. The same people. I do love the way Barrett's like, save your breath. Yeah. He's, he's gone. gone. Yeah. Uh, this, the same people lead McKay in bag over his head, handcuffed to the same lab that Jeannie's in. At least they gave her some actual clothes, though. Yeah. It's funny. I got pulled into a tangent when I was watching this. I was like, well, it's nice that they gave her clothes. It's like, how do they know what size clothes she would need? Do they just have a bunch of clothes laying around? Do they have all a bunch of sizes of clothes just laying out? Here's, here's, can I tell you what in my head, weirdly, I thought they did? Mm. Is in my head, I don't know why, but I assumed one of the men in black just grabbed something out of one of her drawers. Oh, that would be an interesting idea. And just like, it's her own clothes. Yeah. What a, yeah, what a weird... It's like the stuff... It's like what she uses to go to the gym. It was just hanging on the back of the door. Yeah. And they're like, grab. Yeah. Well, shit, at least it was that. Not like her going out outfit. Exactly. Like heels and skimpy dress. Anyway. Um, I, one, of, one of the men in black was a woman. Fair. Knew what to grab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she is glad and Clean surprised. underwear and not the strapless bra. <laughs> Never the strapless bra. Yeah, nobody wants it even when you have to wear it. And, uh, listen... We only wear it as a last resort. Yeah. It's just, no. And sometimes even then you're like, how many hours of the evening must this stay on? Yeah. What Am I done with the facade of wearing a bra? What time commitment am I investing myself into with this? Yeah. I may wear a jacket simply to not have to wear the strapless bra. It's like, well, for me, it's always the shoes. Oh. It's like, I wore the shoes. We took the pictures. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, the <laughs> shoes don't bother me as much. No, I'm a big shoeser. Uh, anyways, she is surprised and glad to see Meredith. Uh-huh. Um, they, they embrace. She's just amazed to see him on Earth. Yeah. And yes, Madison and Caleb are doing okay. McKay has put security detail on them. Or as I like to think, uh, um, s- someone had already put security detail on them and McKay was like, oh, put right. security yeah, detail on them. Yeah. He's like, oh, right, right. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. It was one of those moments. Or yeah. it's like, you should, please, you got to put security on them. And they're like, yeah, we did that well, already. already there. Yeah. But yeah. yes, that was a good idea. Good, good job. Buddy. Good job. And the sibling love just starts ramping up from here. Oh, immediate, like, like bickering. The blame game of who got who captured, that she's only here because of his emails, maybe, possibly. Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh, and just shifts topics to, oh, it's a lab. Yep. Uh, you know, they were both put on a plane, so no idea how far away they are from Vancouver. Uh-huh. And... Maybe they were just put on a plane that went in circles and then landed in the same spot. Well, I think... I could be wrong. I could be imagining this. I thought they were basically like just over the border, like around Seattle type thing. Okay. That sounds right. Is what my head thought. 
I have no idea. I couldn't make sense of it. So I was just like, it's fine. They find them. I very could be imagining things. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Anyway, um, McKay is starting to wonder who's behind all this when Henry walks in. Mm-hmm. He was thinking McKay would show up if his sister went missing, but it's still a very nice bonus. Yeah. McKay at first is full attempt at intimidation. Yeah. You made a big mistake. You need to let us both go or a hundred Marines are going to come kicking down your door in a couple minutes. My boyfriend's mad and you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, hey, hey now, nah, hey now. Nah. Nah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Henry's like, yeah, about that, we turned off your tracker. Yeah, damn it. Which knocks the winds out of McKay's sails. And yep. Henry introduces himself again and McKay recognizes him as the president of DMT, mm. Devlin Medical Technologies a predominantly government-funded contractor and, unfortunately, the manufacturer of their subcutaneous transmitters. And even more unfortunately, a nosy-as-fuck motherfucker. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we learn that companies like his are given very, very limited access to newly declassified experiments. Yeah, yeah. And Henry's like, yeah, I've smelt no. the bullshit in that. Yeah. Um. So he basically... Did some digging, some investigation, mm-hmm. and he hit, came to learn all about um, the SGC, yeah, the Atlantis, McKay. He's the been monitoring aliens. the communications. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's been monitoring the communications between Mara and Jeannie for some time. And again, Henry mentions that he needs their help. Mm-hmm. So he leads them to a room that looks like mini hospital. Sure. Laying there in a bed is a young woman, Henry's daughter, Sharon. Mm-hmm. She has acute lymphos- lymphos- leukemia. Lymphocytic, I think. Leukemia. She has leukemia. Mm-hmm. Which She's is got a bad leukemia. A bad leukemia. She got it bad. Which has been unresponsive to basically every known possible treatment to try. Yeah. The best doctors in the world are saying that there's nothing they can do. Um, McKay's like, you realize we're not medical doctors. Mm-hmm. Just because doctor is a name. I like that he finds a way to throw in his two PhDs. And like that Jeannie doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I bet if McKay could give himself the title Dr. Doctor. Dr. Doctor. He would He would definitely <laughs> Dr. Doctor. Dr. Doctor. Dr. Squared. Ooh. Yep. But at that point, if it's Dr. Squared, you need four doctors. Four doctorates. Well, isn't squared to the second power, so it's That's only true. two doctors? That's true. I'm thinking of just, like, two times two, because if you... Yeah. Like, the... Uh, no, so I guess a doctor... Doctor to the power of doctor... Doctor to the power of doctor is two doctors. <laughs> now, doctor to the power of doctor to the power of something else, then you're looking at another variable that I can't do the math of because I drank all the alcohol you gave me already and i'm struggling just to keep my it's eyes fine. open it's fine it's fine you can <laughs> see from Jean's reactions that there is there's a child involved so she's already invested yeah um but it's a huge benefit to having her be a parent yes 100 percent. yeah um henry already knows about the advances in nanotechnology can cure injury or disease and they already infected injected uh sharon with the first batch last week and those little buggers were nowhere near ready mckay emphasizes give me the nanite solutions but henry was desperate and his team thought they had made progress so they went for it yeah look i get i get that your child is ill and dying Mm -hmm. 
and you're desperate, mm-hmm. but holy cow, this was irresponsible. Uh, yeah. This was a terrible idea. It was irresponsible before you kidnapped two people. Uh-huh. <laughs> now they're malfunctioning and actually making things worse. And yep. when Henry saw the emails between the siblings, he needed someone to come fix the program in the code. Yep. Um, fix the problem in the code, sorry. Yeah. And I love McKay's like, so you use Jeannie as bait? And he's like, I mean, it seems like she knows the code no. better. Yeah. And McKay sort of gets bristly with that. And she's just like, Meredith, not the time. This isn't where we do this. I think my favorite is, and, you know, it doesn't hurt that they're, that they're actually siblings, but I, I love so frequently Jeannie just says Meredith. But she says it differently every time with so much extra unspoken words buried in all of it. It's just the thick layer of Meredith. Yeah. A thick Meredith chocolatey coating. (laughs) I'm hungry. I know. Me too. (laughs) So Henry um, honestly tells him that, you know, Sharon is going to die if you don't fix the nanites. And if you help her, I will let you go. Yeah. McKay's like, if we don't. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. McKay, I will say, um, I do love this juxtaposition of um, Jeannie is a very, like, earnest yeah. and hopeful and, 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 and finds this ability to see something in this person. Yeah. Um, McKay has been off planet long enough to know, fucking like, fuck you. As shit. What do you want, you fucking rape-eating motherfucker? What do yeah. you want? What do you yeah. want? What do you, what? Somebody wants something. Yeah. She's like the, she's, this is going to be really general and gross, but she's Fine. the Midwest, and he's yeah. like, oh. I've been living in the big city for a long time now, yeah. sister. Uh-huh. Nothing gets anything for free. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, in, back at the SGC in the control room, they're realizing that things um, are more difficult without McKay's tracker. And... So get, they got led to the building. Inside was just a small room with a router, so they don't know where he is. But mm. they have all the smart minds on it, Barrett says. They're on the digital trail. They're on the paper trail. They're doing street work. Half the Vancouver PD is on this. And, like, we're going to get him. We're going to find him. That's a lot. Vancouver's a big city. It's a big city. Mm-hmm. Back in the lab, McKay and Jeannie are both working, but working on separate things. Yeah. There's definitely not synergy happening here. Nope. Jeannie realizes that the basis of the problem with the nanites is they are having issues communicating. Their coding is stopping them from really understanding each other. Mm-hmm. And Great's like, or McKay's like, great, honest, cool, you, you lost me at nanites. I don't, I don't care. care. Yeah. He's like, you idiot, we need to solve the problem. He's like, no, you young and naive sister well, it's like, of mine. Yes, but the problem is that we're trapped. Yes. Yeah. Um, we need to get out of here. That's what McKay's working on. The computer has some network access, so he's hacking into the security mainframe. And Jeannie's mm-hmm. like, but what about Sharon? Yeah, they should have gotten NordVPN. They should have gotten NordVPN. <laughs> um, she's like, what about Sharon? And McKay's like, I don't give a shit about Sharon. What about us? Fuck her and the horse she rode in on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get me out. It's a real shame she's going to die. But you, know like... who, you know who else died? My best friend Carson. Yeah, exactly. There's no nanites to fix Carson. Yeah. You know who else died? My other best friend Weir. <laughs> you know who else died? A lot of people. 
Yeah, he's just, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Jeannie really thinks they can do this, really thinks they can save her, and McKay's like, okay, cool, and then what? You really think they're just going to let us go? Yeah. And he's just going to give up his life and his company and walk to prison? Like, cool. Magical worlds of wizards and unicorns. Oh, I'll get there. Yeah. Uh, and Jeannie's like, but he's a desperate parent, and like, you, I would do anything for Madison. Yeah. And he goes, okay, okay, fine, fine. Say we live in this magical world of unicorns, wizards, and kind-hearted people who <laughs> you can take at their word. Yep. Just as mythical as unicorns. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happens if we fail and she dies? Yeah. You think they're just going to, like, open the doors and let us walk out like, better luck next time. Yeah. Sucks to suck. And Jeannie's like, I hadn't considered that. Yeah. I do like her approach, though. Uh, there's a book that I love called that i read in school called the anatomy of peace Mm -hmm. um and it's the idea of always trying to see what the perspective is that the other side's coming from yeah no matter how evil or creepy what they're doing seems to be yep and that's what she does she's like look here's where he is yeah his child is dying yeah he's a desperate man wants the child to live Mm -hmm. now what yeah Wizards and unicorns. Cool. So instead, McKay has the code to unlock all the doors. Mm -hmm. And then what? He's like, well, I also memorized the building's layout. And what follows? (laughs) Fucking. They shouldn't have had the. (laughs) What is that? Monty Python? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. But what follows? I love it. It's just siblings bickering quietly in the hallways because McKay got confused and got lost in the uh-huh. midst of them trying to escape in this high pressure situation. They're just like yell, whisper yelling at yeah. each other about how when you got McKay got lost in the West Edmonton Mall and he's like, it was huge. She's like, there's maps every fucking seven meters. Like, you, how did yeah. you get lost? You have to love a good whisper yell. Oh, I love the a whisper yell. The frustration behind a whisper yes. yell is the best. <laughs> Because we all know that whisper yell feeling. It's the same yell that, like, you do with your siblings when you're supposed to be staying quiet and out of earshot of your yeah. parents. Yeah. And you're just, you you just need to argue, but you yeah. can't do it loudly. Yeah. Whisper yelling. Whisper yelling is a full on mood. Anyway. It is. Uh, meanwhile, Henry comes into his office and sees that there's no one in the lab. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Uh, which alarm sound is... And they start running in the hallway, and it does not take long before they're the just... The klaxons are blaring! Tasered into unconsciousness. Yeah. You done fucked up. When McKay wakes up, Jeannie's already awake, and they're back in the lab, tied to chairs, facing each other. And Henry is confused. He's, like, offended. Like, why would... My daughter's dying, and you try running away, and McKay's like, you fucking kidnapped us! Yeah. Yeah. Remember the time where nobody knows that we're fucking here and you pulled my sister in the dead of night by gunship fucking gunpoint? What would you expect? Yeah. And uh, again, Jeannie says his name in the shut the fuck up now tone. And I mean, McKay's pretty sure that Henry's going to kill them either way. So what's the incentive? Yeah. I see no end game. Well, funny you should ask that, McKay. Because he's got a plan B. He goes, but I gave you my word. And... McKay's like, your word means exactly nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry pleads. And he's like, look, my wife died three years ago and I cannot go through that again. Do you think there was ever a moment where he wouldn't have injected Jeannie if McKay didn't push him? Yeah. 
I do. Okay. I do. I do. Cool. He goes, and, and McKay's like, they're experimental medical programs that may never work. Kind of not the answer. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have injected her with that in the first place. That was your first problem. Yeah. Fuck. And I, I do think, I, I do believe that Henry, in doing this, did not do it... He didn't do it like expecting anything bad to happen. He was like, I'm just playing this card. He just was so not looking at the full picture, not looking at all the possibilities. He was like, if I inject her because he they don't know at this point that they're going to freak the fuck out and try to fix everything that's yeah. wrong. He's like, well, now you have incentive. It's in your your sister now, too. Yeah. And I think if they had agreed um, especially considering the conversation that they have later over champagne, where he's like, Oh, I knew I was going to jail the moment I kidnapped you. Mm-hmm. I fully think that if they had, if they had been able to, if they had worked with, again, if they had cooperated, they were kidnapped, but if they had fixed the problem and made the, got the nanites working, I do believe he actually would have let them go because he already, he already admitted, I already know I'm going to jail. But my daughter's going to be alive. Yeah. I don't know. I I want to believe that, but the stone cold shepherd <laughs> in me is like, this asshole had, took no second thoughts and continually escalating the situation. He, he did. This man was dangerous. Oh, I have no qualms that he's not dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But... Considering his final decision at the end and considering he had resigned to the fact that he was going to be arrested for this is why I'm like, I don't think he go went in there like anticipating. I think it was one of the options he had, one of the cards he had opened. Yeah. I guess to me, it's like the fact that you laid out those options for yourself yeah. is already dangerous. Oh, enough. yeah, that's it. Fucking yeah. sh- it, that's sick that yeah. you even thought of it. Yep. But. I think he was prepared to not have to play the card. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looks, he picks up the long metallic syringe um, saying that the nanites will work. They have to work. Both siblings look real terrified because they realize what is yep. about to happen. Here is your incentive, McKay, as he injects Jeannie with a dose of the nanites. Yikes. Fix it or they both die. Yikes. And yeah, terror. Uh-huh. Sure, terror. 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 Mm-hmm. So they get back to work, both of them actually working on the same problem this time. Yeah. McKay has a di- completely different attitude about this now. And he admits that she's right. The nanites are communicating with each other. Um, they know that even though DMT manufactured these specific nanites, most of their code is directly from the replicators, which he hates to admit it, that they're only now being able to understand. Mm-hmm. Progress is now being made because of the Wraith. And Jeannie's like, can we back up a second where you said yeah, you're working whoa, whoa, with the Wraith? Yeah, talk, tell me more about this. Long story for later. Yeah. <laughs> He's realizing the program that they're using is designed to restrain the nanites mm-hmm. so they don't get out of control. They're working with their hands tied behind the back. Mm-hmm. So they have to cut them loose. None of these can replicate. They just have to let the nanites do what they do. Yep. Um... My it's head, a thing. No, my head just went, let the nanites. <laughs> let all the nanites. <laughs> I feel like the little nanites are waving the little robot arms. So I had to They're do like, 
No, they have ribbons. I had to do a dance to this song and I had a ribbon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like when I was like seven and fully understood the meaning of that sure. song. Yeah, we had purple ribbons. <laughs> That's what the nanites have. Well, and it's like, but they're nanites and they're inside the body, so it's like little blood vessels, uh-huh. little capillaries. Yeah, yeah. Just wave it around. Let the capillary. No, that doesn't work. Little ligaments, body parts. So nanites are weird. Nanites are real weird, but they're kind of weirdly fascinating in a really horrible way. And a little bit adorable. They are because mm-hmm. they're so little. They're little guys. They're little tiny, little tiny guys. Little, little big guys. Um. So. You know, that's great. That's not complex. It's just a few thousand lines of code. Mm-hmm. And after a while, McKay's like, I- I'm really I'm I'm really sorry about this. And Jeannie's like, let's I don't want to talk about it. Let's not now. We're gonna fix this. We're gonna fix my nanites and I'm just gonna yell at you later. This is the part where I compartmentalize things yeah. because that's how I work, because I am woman. I'm gonna schedule in my yelling at you. This is later. gonna I'm putting this into the box that goes into this closet <laughs> that is locked closed until I am ready to open it. I know that feel. Mm, shove it right out. Yeah. Don't ever shove okay. Here. <laughs> Public service announcement. <laughs> Fucking let it out. I mean, this situation seemed to work well for her to be like Look, no, I get it. I mean in general, mm-hmm. let it out. The end. Don't be a Nixie. I support you in letting it all out. Let the, whatever the feelings are. Yeah. The, don't, I guess here's, here's what I'm saying. If you're putting them away out of shame, fuck that noise. I'm here to tell you. Yeah, I support yeah. you in letting yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. No, I just, I just tuck and wake. Cause I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with you or look at you yet. So I'm just yeah. going to shove you away till I forget about you. Yeah. That's. Whereas I'm like, we deal with everything now. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you yet. We're Every- just going to shove that shit away. Everybody stop. I'm going to deal with the thing for a while. It's a wonder why your favorite Pixar film is inside out. <laughs> I will let you all know when I am done dealing with the thing, but it is here in front of me now. I must deal with it. There is no setting this aside. The one thing in my life I do not procrastinate on. Exactly. Is working through my feelings. I'm like, how... How many things can I fit in that closet? Should I just build a new closet <laughs> next to it? Magical closets full of feelings. I'm just gonna build a second because closet I'm next like, to it. Everybody, look at this new core memory with me. Ready? <laughs> it is big. It is round. round. It is shiny. So shiny. It is mad. <laughs> you can see your own emotions in its reflection. <laughs> We can. Do you want to deal with those two now? Yeah, this one over here. This one is sad. <laughs> but I showed you guys this one all day yesterday, so you're probably sick of this one. Today, this one is mad. Say it with me, mad. Mad. <laughs> so, um, in an amazing, uh, the first of two amazing, I feel Ronan scenes. Yeah. Um, in the office at the SGC, <laughs> like in the yes. dark. But there's one quality spotlight on the SGC logo. On the yeah, wall. yeah, yeah. It's just dark as fuck. Like the, the somehow all the light bulbs have gone yeah, out. But they're like, one. it's fine. This one's good. As long as we can still light up the sign, we're fine. Um, Barrett, John, and Ronan are going over boxes and boxes and boxes of paperwork, doing the not so glamorous but very real investigative work mm-hmm. of tracking corporations and tracing them and seeing how far they go up the company family tree and how they connect. <laughs> Ronan's yeah, reaction. basically, mm-hmm. I do love that Barrett. 
who has been working here on Earth, I doubt he's been off world, is somewhere like to him, everything leads back to the trust. Yeah. In his world. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's what you know, right? Yeah. It's like, this is how big your world is. And John, fresh mind over here, is like, but what if it's not the trust? What if it don't? Or a whole country. Like, what if it's just a company connected to the nanite technology? Mm. Ronan's like, what if all of this sucks? Yeah, what if I get food? Yeah. Uh, Barrett remembers there was a medical company working with some nanite tech, but not directly with McKay. He goes to get the name of the company, and Ronan just also leaves. Yeah. Um, John's like, in case you forgot, McKay and his sister are still missing, and... And he's like, what, John, do you want my help dissecting corporate structure? Like, call can I me punch when, the files? Call me when I can point my gun at something. Can I shoot the files? Will that help you? And John's like, that's that's fair, actually. Yeah. yeah. They really did jump the gun on bringing them over when they did. And he just gets back to the fun times of comparing corporate structures. Mm-hmm. Amazing, fun things to do. It's great. Although, I'll be honest. Um, in about 10 minutes, Ronan might actually want to be back in that room. Fair. <laughs> Fair. We'll get to it. Uh, McKay is pacing the room. It's been a few hours. They they found a solution. They uploaded the patch to Sharon's nanites. There's been no updates. Mm. And yeah, when they activated the nanites and we were, it was almost instantaneous, but those were like just replacing her cells. Yeah. These ones are like fixing cells. Yeah. These ones are going in there and doing different work. They're not yeah. just going in and standing in place for the others. It might take more time, Jeannie points out. Also, please sit down. You're driving me insane. Uh-huh. And and a reminder, because she's a sister, we have some things to discuss, oh brother of mine. Yeah, let me distract you with some things that you don't want to deal with at all. Hey, Meredith, are you going to marry that Katie girl? Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this conversation is a little rough, Jeannie. I know you're mad. I know. And I know that this is a thing where you're like, I'm mad, so I'm going to use this passive-aggressive way to needle you. I'm going to say the things that very few people except for immediate family are allowed to say. Yeah. And also because I'm mad they're a little bit barbed. Yep. Uh, McKay's thrown, um, but she's trying to take her mind off the fact that she has tiny robots running through her veins because you needed home on your homework and want to talk about that. No. So we're going to talk about this. Cool. Are you going to marry her? Is this better? Does this feel good to you? (laughs) Then get on the robots is really what that conversation is. And he's not sure if he's going to marry Katie and she's like, "What you think you're gonna find someone better? Because yeah. you're not. What are you waiting for?" Is essentially her. He's like, "But hold on." He, she's like, "You found a nice girl that's gonna put up with you. All of that. That's a miracle. You and your snap up hoodie." <laughs> He's like, "Hey." She's like, "Plus, I mean, physically, how do I say this nicely? Um, you're no John Shepard." Ouch. Oh. Ouch. Jeannie. Ouch. That is a lot. I mean, accurate, but ouch. Again, this is just <laughs> this very passive aggressive way to yeah. let out some anger, is what this is. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, this is why you just let the feelings when they want to come. That way you don't say mean things to people and hurt them. That's you know. really why I let my feelings come the way they Probably. do. Probably. Because I've hurt enough people in my life and in my history <laughs> to be like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Let's just look at all of these feelings when they're there. Yeah. 
I sometimes uh, just like preface it going, I'm about to say shit out of uh, the ragey place. Yeah. So like take everything I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But like, are oh. you really? That looks bad. Yeah. Well, and that's what I, I what, what, you know, one of the reasons I love my friends like yeah. you is that you have somehow managed to get through life without just hurting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I learned that my brain does not give me that luxury. I uh, feel like it, it comes from a solid place of my family's first language being sarcasm. Oh, that works. Yeah. And so, like, it's just regardless of what's said. Uh-huh. Y- yeah. You know, it's sarcasm. See, to me, it's all tied to Monopoly Grace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's just mean. I don't know Monopoly. I don't. There's no Monopoly Nixie. Yeah. There's a Monopoly Grace. I've seen it. I keep her ass under control. Uh, McKay would really prefer to go back to talking about all this as his fault instead of, like, his w- yeah. love life. Let's get to the part where you just yell at me for other things. And uh, that's when the guard comes in. Yay. And it worked. Sharon is up and awake and feeling great and thinks both of them and they can't find any trace of the cancer even. Man, if they had just gone through this a little bit faster, they could have been out of this room. I know. But no. In my personal favorite moment of an episode that has a lot of favorite moments. Uh, Yeah. Ronan is stuck in the cafeteria with Walter. Who's like telling the most dramatic story about saving an admiral from using a bunch of other forms? Yeah. And he's really getting into it. And he even like stops Ronan from eating from a dramatic pause. And he just throws his food down and and sinks back and watches Walter. I'm guessing is thinking about all the different ways to shut Walter up right now. Oh, Ronan's face as the camera pushes in (laughs) so geniusly. Mm -hmm. Is contemplating murder. Oh, yes. How much trouble will I be in if I murder this man? Can I make it look like an accident? Can I make it look like he hurt himself? It's just how many... Can I, it, I mean, if I break his jaw, would he shut up? Which of the... Yeah. How do I... How do I... And in the end of the story is how great of a bingo caller Walter would be. And then tries to go into a story about John O'Neill and him, and that's when the doors open and Ronan just springs up as fast as he can, like he really hopes this is his escape, and John's like, Devlin Medical Technologies. He's like, I don't grok what you say. Guns? You have someone to point your gun at. And I rage? Do not have to tell Ronan twice. I love Walter so much. It's it's perfect. Uh, The only thing missing was like food coming from his mouth as he talked. So in Henry's office, they are pouring champagne for everyone. Uh-huh. It is time to celebrate. McKay is much more interested in larger questions like, what are you going to do with us? My sister still has nanites in us. We're still hostages, etc. Yeah. yeah. Well, Henry is a man of his word. He's going to let them go. Uh-huh. He knows he's going to be arrested. He knew that from the moment he chose to kidnap them. He doesn't care because his daughter's going to live. Yikes. Yikes. Which Jeannie understands and McKay doesn't. Well, yeah. Yeah. But regardless, this is a great achievement. Like, they might have cured cancer. Seriously, have some champagne. No, gotta go. To the future. Not hungry. That's when the guard comes in. Shut your mouth, guard. Because there's a problem. Fucking shut your mouth. In Sharon's room, she is flatlining. They're shocking her heart. Nothing is working. And eventually the doctor calls it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which confuses everyone, most of all Henry, who is devastated because she was just fine. Yep. And her heart just stopped. Yeah. 
And while Henry and Eva and Jeannie are mourning, McKay realizes something bad might be happening. And it's like, we need to go. We now. gotta run. We need to get you to the SGC. Yeah. Her, like, Jeannie's nanites are running on the same program. Mm-hmm. They have to go. Time's a wasted. And, and Jeannie goes over and takes the time to go to Henry and, and give some sympathy. But it's like, we need to go. Yep. Please. It's time to run. And and he's just lost. And uh-huh. she's like, I can't imagine what you're going through, but I have a family. Yep. And I need to get help so that yeah. I can go back to my I family. I not die. And that's when Sharon seemingly just comes back to life and looks around her with glazed over eyes. Yeah. She was dead. This is where it's like, ah, oh, see, look, she's fine. Run, 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 <laughs> run, run. Run, run. Back in the lab, McKay realizes the nanites are still alive. Yep. And when they were done with her cancer, they were supposed to shut down, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Again, it, all experimental has been never been tested in a live subject before. And it's the nanites that brought her back to life. Mm-hmm. And they ponder, like, all these different ideas of what they could have been. But apparently, unrelated to the cancer, Sharon also had a heart murmur. And since the nanite, they let the nanites loose... Yeah. Once they're done with the leukemia, they moved on to the heart murmur. Yep. And, like, what's the quickest way to solve those issues? Cycle the system. Yep. Turn the system Shut off. Shut it all down. Let it cycle it. Let it boot back up again. Gotta love that night mentality. And while it was down, they repaired the heart. Mm-hmm. And, yes, shutting down a heart definitely caused major issues for the brain. Yep. The nanites can solve that. Technically, the nanites don't give a shit about memory, no. language skills, sense of self, personality. The nanite doesn't care how many photos you had on your iPhone. Nope. It set that chip back to factory settings. It's ex- we fixed it. Bye. That's exactly what happened. The technicalities of the body, her brain is perfectly healthy now. Her heart is perfectly healthy now. But everything's been reset to default programming. Yep. Yeah. Oof. And Jeannie just quietly starts to panic. Yep. Because she doesn't have cancer, but she does have epilepsy, and she does not want to be shut down for repairs. Yeah. I can't blame her. No. That's about the time the dramatic rescue happens. Ronan and John bust through the door like the Kool-Aid man, just (laughs) immediately taking Henry into custody. Yeah. And immediately, McKay knows they have to get Jeannie back to the SGC, and now using the Daedalus, like now, like at this moment. in this second, yeah. And John's like, you're welcome for the daring rescue. He goes, no, not now. Move. I want to be your hero now. This is where you swoon for me. I need a hero. I want a hero to the little nines. And he's gotta be strong, and he's gotta be strong, and he's gotta be larger than life. I need a hero. (laughs) Back at the SGC, Jeannie's been put into a medically induced coma. Mm -hmm. They broke both her legs. (laughs) I just love that. (laughs) Broke her legs. Well, they needed an immediate and severe trauma to distract the nanites. Uh And this is gonna distract them for many an hour. Just for good measure. And, you know, if they can fix the problem and they haven't fixed her legs yet, then she just has broken legs Mm -hmm. and it's not something worse. Just a long recovery. That's all. Yeah. Um, They've already made these nanites immune to EM fields. Yeah. Which, why the fuck did you make the nanites immune to electromagnetic fields, which is how you've turned the nanites off in the past? Reasons. These are nanites that you need to do some... These are medical nanites. Yeah. Why don't Don't. you... 
What? Plot reasons. Stop. Plot reasons. Just stop it. And as McKay finds this embarrassing to ask, he needs help. Mm-hmm. And in what might be the worst idea ever, just ever, yep. Todd is brought to Earth. Yay, that's a thing. Let's just add more variables to this really unwieldy situation. There is a wraith setting foot inside the SGC. Mm -hmm. It's a real bad idea, but it's the only one they have. Yep. Sometimes that's all you have. Yep. In a whole different lab there at the SGC, McKay is trying to explain to Todd what they have to do. Mm -hmm. And admitting that Todd knows the replicator code better than anyone, including McKay, which that takes a lot for McKay to say. Yeah. Um, Todd doesn't give any, any shit. Fucks. There's, fucks there's none fucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kay gets it. Why should Todd care? You want incentives? Cool. Um, we don't want to kill you, but also we can't let you go because you know about Atlantis. But you know, helping us would go a long way to proving you're trustworthy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Still. None fucks from Todd. That's okay, because his next persuasion role is much better. Oh, it's it's great. He goes to appeal to them, going, do the Wraith have siblings? You know, those bonds are real strong in humans, and my sister's in trouble, and it's my fault, so can you help me help her? Todd just yawns. Yeah. One more. Look, okay, different approach, okay? Yeah. Different approach. Don't do it for McKay. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for Jeannie. Do it for yourself. Yep. Do it because you now know that if we can shut down these nanites, you're a giant step forward to dealing with the replicators. Yep. That piques Todd's interest. I'm proud of McKay. Yeah. He really lets his words do the talking. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of talking. Uh, and he just nods in agreement. Yep. We're doing it. Okay. So we're doing it. And now we get our reward. We, a coding montage. We get a coding montage. Mm-hmm. And they actually, like, undo all of Todd's restraints and cuffs, which that's a lot of trust right there. I think it's, I think it's less trust. It's more as we're on the SGC base. If we need to lock this shit down, we can. True. I'm just saying there's very little stopping. And we learn that he doesn't do it. But what is stopping Todd from just feeding off McKay right here? No, you're right. You're right. And this is, I, I think that... If I were Landry. Yeah. It's like, look, that's a risk I'm willing to take. True. But if this is the only way to get this thing solved. He needs apparently a can lock down the fucking base. Yeah. Yeah. Versus on Atlantis, it's a little too unwieldy to do that. And we get a montage of them working together, trying to solve issues, seeing Jeannie unconscious in the infirmary, mm-hmm. McKay and Todd working side by side. And in the end, they're close. I mean, yes, Todd's been doing most of the work. McKay's been helping. Mm-hmm. And we actually watch as Todd just collapses to Oof. the floor. Woof. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, that's the last thing we need is our person who has the answers to die. Yeah, so McKay is talking to John. McKay is positive that Todd is not faking it. He needs to feed to finish the code. McKay could finish in a week, but Todd can finish it today, and they need it done today to save Jeannie. Yeah. John points out the NID, nor anyone is just going to provide a human dinner for Todd. I mean, no. So McKay offers himself. Fuck. Then Todd can finish the coding and then he can save Jeannie. And John is... Can't express how against this he is. Well, he's like, I... 
not letting this happen no. over my fucking dead body. Like, Tazza's not going to give your life back to you at the end of this. Yeah. And McKay goes, Sharon died half an hour ago. Mm, fuck. Because the nanites just ran out of battery powder, yeah. basically, halfway through repairing her artery, so she just bled out. Fuck. Yeah. And there was nothing they could do. And McKay pleads. He cannot lose his sister. He cannot go and explain that to Caleb and Madison. Yeah. And John's like, Todd's going to kill you. He goes, Uh, that's my choice. Yep. He goes, no, you're a valuable member of my team and you report directly to me. And he goes, your life is no longer yours. It's mine. Really? Chain of command into this? Yeah. And McKay points out, Jeannie is here because of me. I can't fix the problem, but I can help the person who can. And this was not an easy decision. You can, you know, McKay, this was not an easy decision for him to come to. Yeah. But John's like, I can't. Like, uh, you can see how high the emotions and the tension between them in the scene is. But you also see the resolve in John. Yeah. He's like, you're not, I'm not letting you sacrifice Mm -hmm. yourself. Yep. Damn. But there is something John can do. This is John's Monopoly Grace. Yeah. (laughs) This is Monopoly John. This is the kind of thing that I know that my brain can be capable of. Yeah. And you got to lock that shit down. Like, it's what he is able to do here. Wow. And I love the, like, slow burn realization of what John is doing here. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He's sitting in a room with Henry, who clearly just heard his daughter died. And honestly, he is concerned about Jeannie. I do believe he is concerned about Jeannie. Yeah. Um, and John tells him that Jeannie's not going to make it either. Mm-hmm. But we do have a specialist here. Yeah. He's a wraith. Haven't heard of him. That's all good. Let me give you the cliff notes. You don't need more than what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> he is very close to a solution, but he needs to be fed. And Henry's like, well, then just feed him. Ah, yes. He has a slightly specific dietary requirements yeah. of human. Whole Foods doesn't carry no. the wraith-friendly no. <laughs> Thanksgiving menu. No. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to find volunteers mm-hmm. to feed the wraith. Yep. Um, and look, Jeannie's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Just like Sharon did. And I'm sure you're real sorry yep. about putting Jeannie in this situation and pulls out photos of Jeannie's family. Mm-hmm. Her husband. Yep. Her daughter. Yep. And 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 that's just a stab to Henry's gut. And he's already so lost in his emotions. He never meant for any of this to happen. He was just trying to save his daughter. But it did, though. It did. It, mm. We're here now. And, like, McKay's blaming himself. But, like, John knows better. You know better. Mm-hmm. This is just where we are. What are we going to tell this cute little girl? I know. So later, McKay is attempting to take matters into his own hands. Yeah. He tries to swipe. I guess, like, John hearing this conversation revoked McKay's card to his own lab. Yeah. Well, I can't tell, because doesn't he say someone else's name when he's like, you're not blah, blah. Exactly. So so he goes to swipe his card, because you can tell McKay is um, real bad at trying to do something he's not supposed to do, but acting like he's supposed to do yeah, it. Yeah, like, this is obviously not his lab to begin with, because it's on the SGC. Yeah. So whatever temporary rights they gave him, I think they removed him. Yeah. Well, and I think they took his card, because the guard's like, can I see your card? And he's yeah. like, no. 
Yeah. Because it's actually Bill Lee's card. And yeah. he's like, oh, we must have switched pants at the gym. Oh, weird how that happens. So I have a hunch that John, after that conversation with McKay, is like, give me the fucking access card to that lab because I don't trust you in. going yeah. in there. Um, he's like, hey, guard, can you open the door? He's like, no. He goes, it's my lab. Open the door. He goes, no. Mm-hmm. And he's just yelling at this point that's a matter of life or death. <laughs> and that's when... The door opens from the inside. Yeah. And John is there. Yep. Todd is back to work. Yep. And also there is a body being zipped into a body bag being wheeled out. Ooh, I'm a little bummed. This is terrible. I'm a little bummed that we don't get to see it go down. Yeah. But that's a lot of makeup and effects for the episode. Yeah. Um, McKay is in shock. Mm -hmm. He is confused. Mm-hmm. And John explains, look, I was showing Henry the lab. Todd got the upper hand. That's what their report is going to say. I didn't feed your goat to the tiger. <laughs> I just happened to show the goat all the awesome grass yeah. where this tiger lived. Exactly. I just was showing the goat the inside of the T-Rex pen. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> And that's where I put the tastiest grass. Yeah. For the for, for the, the goat. Yeah. And then the T-Rex got a T-Rex. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Todd was obviously very close to finishing because he is now done and they are ready to upload the patch. Yeah. He's no longer peckish. Sometimes later. Mm-hmm. Sometimes later. Sometimes. Sometimes. Jeannie wakes up sometimes in her bed. Sometimes later. Jeannie wakes up. Meredith is there. Mm-hmm. Jeannie says medical comas are weird. Yeah. Roddy's like that. Not the first to mention that. Fair, yeah. And uh, they are weird. I can, I can, I can uh, only imagine. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Jeannie's good. She's she's fine. She's mm-hmm. just gonna have a few inert nanites left in her, but no bigs, no bigs. Yeah. And McKay is really sorry about all of this, and he's like, "Don't worry. I'm just gonna hold it over you for like." Ever. Yeah. I'll take care of the, the, the yeah. Forever guilt mm-hmm. trip. Yep. This one's Yay. not being let go. Nope. That's what siblings are for. I'm imagining family dinner in like 15 years. Hey, remember the time? Yeah. Remember that time that you almost had me killed? It's one of those where it's like, it's like, hey, can you go pick this up? Jeannie, mm, I'm in the middle of doing this. Hey, remember the time that oh, you almost had me someone killed? someone to drive her to dialysis. <laughs> okay, cool. Do you remember that time that you almost got me killed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my move. Um, and McKay actually finds that totally fair. Yeah. And she points out that you're also going to lead a lot more vegetarian food and you're not going to complain about it. And mm-hmm. you're going to read Madison three stories instead of two stories, which mm-hmm. in my head, I'm just like, I kind of find it adorable that at some point, like, like some of his videos to home that they send is just, just him reading it's stories. It's just him reading stories. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. To Madison. Yep. And they're like really, they're not children's stories. No, she's learning about things that her brain is probably not it's ready to It's just they immediately put her to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hearing Uncle Mare drone. Reading Cosmos. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I now want to read a kid Cosmos. Because you never know. There might be a kid that you like latch on to and the kid's like, tell me more. Tell me more. Need to know. It's it's Listen, Cosmos is... Carl Sagan, fantastic children's author. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. 
Um, also, you're going to buy her a car. Mm-hmm. I mean, you almost got me killed. That's worth a car like hybrid. I would say yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially because you know Rodney gets paid decently and does and he's not, not spend spending it. any money. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be on their way home, which sounds really good to Jeannie. And she tells him, I love you. And he's like, I know. Oh. So they hug, and but does eventually say, I love you, too. Yay. Back in Atlantis. The end, but no. Nope. We got to hear more about Monopoly Shepard. Monopoly Shepard. Um, I'm going to name a character Monopoly Shepard. Todd's here, so it's Monopoly Shepard. <laughs> there you go. Back in Atlantis, McKay finds John in his room reading comics. Mm-hmm. And yes, McKay did buy them a Prius. Uh, <laughs> he came to say that he can't believe what John did. Yeah. And John doesn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. He Look, he didn't talk Henry into sacrificing himself. He just presented the situation and Henry volunteered. Yep, that's how you do. Oof. I mean, it sounds like you talked a man into killing yourself, which it's definitely not how John wants to think of that situation. This is the part where you look at McKay with just a stone cold yeah. stare and go, we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to find a solution and I presented the situation. We found a solution. Henry Wallace found a solution to yes. our problem. And McKay's like, regardless of how you want to tell yourself, thanks. Yeah. And so they go to find something to eat. And on the way, McKay's like, I mean, you and I are about the same when it comes to looks, right? And John's like, uh-huh. who's been lying to yeah. you? He goes, Don't... no, I'm serious. And John's like, I'm serious too. Who's yeah. been lying what to you? What are you talking about? I'm beautiful, beautiful Adonis of a man. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. I look, I know the sibling is really about McKay and his sister and Jeannie's yeah. great. And I do love that. And I love that we get this, I, this, this woman who's so, so smart and yeah. so great at what she does. Um, but Monopoly Shepherd Monopoly is my favorite Shepherd. part of this oh. whole episode. It's just like, it just opens up. It's like, you don't, you don't come by Monopoly Shepherd in a vacuum. No. And there's something really lovely about knowing that he knows it's there yeah. and he engages it when necessary and, I'm and gonna, then puts it away. And I'm going to tell you this in and a... And reads a fucking comic book. I know. I'm going to tell you this in a non-spoiler way. You know, we have a, a season and a half left of Atlantis. Yeah. There is an episode I coming Yep. that I think, for me at least... Explains so much about John. Ooh, I'm ready. I'm excited. I honestly don't remember if it's this season or next season. By the way, but I'm it expl- I think it's next season, but it's okay. one that just explains so much about John. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay. So next week, we do have a bit of a break. Yep. We're going to have a, you know, uh, celebrate with your family and eat good food, regardless of if you celebrate a holiday or not. Well, it's beyond that. I mean, everybody knows that it's been quite a few years since anybody's been able to do anything. So people are seeing families. We're doing things. It's just going to be a little bit tough to get the record scheduled in there. So we'll see you all in two weeks. Yep. But what will we see them with in two weeks? This mortal coil. Oh, this sounds dramatic. I yeah, like it. Yeah, if I remember it. correctly, hold up, let me double check. Uh-huh. Um, I think this is uh, the start of a three-parter. Ooh. So we don't want to cut in the middle of that. No. Yeah. Let's hopefully, we, I think we should be able to get through it before I have to leave. 
we'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah we'll, we'll get, get there it. we'll get there yeah. okay uh we'll see you guys in two weeks have a happy time off happy thanksgiving if you celebrate if you don't we understand why 100 uh some of us are on the fence about all that as well listen uh i'm on the fence i just want to get together with family and eat good food same yeah um we love you We'll see you with this mortal coil. This mortal coil. My new emo band name. It's a good emo band okay. name. Okay, bye. Wait, you can find us on oh, Facebook. Find us on Twitter. At Tara Podcast. Find us on Facebook. There's no place like Tara. I'm going to do my sandworm dance. going to do the sandworm dance. Uh, email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, uh, Patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, sandworms. Sandworms. Bye. Bye. bye.